Welcome, everybody. It's Ramblin' Ralph. We are joining you, and there is my partner, Cece. Go ahead, girlfriend. Hey, well, hey, hey. <laughs> well, I am hitting switches around here. Hitting switches. Um, welcome to a, a special Tuesday, uh, late afternoon edition of Levels. We have an Olympian today, y'all. We do, we do. So, without further ado, let's bring in Olympian Marlene Esparza. Hey. Hi, hi everybody. Now you've got a fight this weekend, so I'm guessing you're in the. Are you in the bubble? Uh, almost. I got. Ooh, almost. I'm in quarantine in my room right now, but we got tested today. I got in today, and then until my test comes back clear and my coaches uh, or both my coaches come back clear, then we're officially allowed to start the bubble which means we're allowed about around each other, but nobody else. So everybody that's cleared can be, but as of now, I'm just totally isolated for today. We're speaking with golden boy flyweight, Marlene Esparza, who also happens to be Olympian, also happens to have an, an important fight coming up on uh, this Friday with Sulem Urbina. Can you tell me what this fight means for you coming off of the last one um, with the Sinisa? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a major fight. Um, I would say the Sinisa fight, people uh, were considering it like a career-defining fight, but because the way it played out with the headbutt and there's so much controversy between still who's the better fighter, um, we really got nowhere. So it this fight is basically going to decide to me um, if um, if I am who I think I am. Because regardless of that loss, um, it wasn't a real one. It, there was still, you really don't know who's better. And this is really just going to show people that um, I am who I, who I say I am. And I am, you know, the best flyweight in the, the world right now. And I'm, I'm seven fights in, eight fights in. But this is, this is my legacy. And I think that's what this fight is really going to determine. It's like, am I the real deal? Or did I just fall off? And that's, that's, I mean, it's everything. And because of that, it's, um, it's a lot of pressure, but it's also a lot of fun because for the first time I'm the underdog. And for the first time, you know, I don't really have anything to lose. I've already, you know, I'm here now. So it's a, it's a lot. Speaking of pressure, uh, your golden boy promotions, first female fighter, um, you have endorsement deals, cover girls, Coca-Cola commercials. I mean, you name it, uh, you're there. Does that put any extra burden on you to feel like you have to perform, that you're not allowed to slip up? I mean, even last fight, I know that you were kind of down on it because you weren't able to finish and able to say, well, look, you know, I finished. If, if I'm going to get beat, I want to get beat, you know, finishing the fight rather than have something like this happen. Does it does it make you feel like you have to go out and prove something because of the things that have already happened? Uh, the good things, obviously, since you've been signed with Golden Boy. Um, it, no, no, not to a certain extent. With the sponsors and um, the way that that really doesn't um, intimidate me or make me feel like I have more pressure. It actually takes a lot of load off because, as everybody knows, women don't get paid a lot. So I do, uh, uh, Golden Boy is generous uh, to the women. Um, they do take care of me. They, I know that uh, they're not 
they don't play that role like the other promoters do. They really are supportive. But I do make a lot of money and I made a lot of my money. I support myself mostly through sponsorships. So it really takes a load off because a lot of sponsors don't necessarily like the combat sport. They like the idea of women empowerment and the idea of being Latin and being the first and being an Olympian and being a mother. And a lot of those sponsors really gravitate towards that, that I can speak well, I can articulate, I represent um, a lot of different types of women from um, from that aspect. And I think that's really what what I get from them and they get from me. As far as you know, pressure because of Golden Boy and ha coming off that loss, I would say, yes, uh, it was hard to take. But in a weird way, if I wouldn't have, have had that cut, um, I wouldn't have gotten as much as respect that I've that I got now. I've gotten so much more respect from people because people really just thought that I was just like woke up and had sponsors and you know, I got lucky, like people didn't really think that I had like a, the dog in me, you know, people were like, oh yeah, she just gets sponsors and she's just a pretty face and that's why she makes money. She's not even good. And then it took my whole skull being shown for people to actually be like, wow, you can fight. And I think that really um, getting that cut and it being so severe and it going so long like that gave me way more respect than I would have gotten by just beating her. And uh, that's the honest truth. I've never gotten such, uh, so, so, so many people saying, oh, you can fight. Oh man, like you're, you're tough. And I didn't know that you could fight. And it's just like, like what? <laughs> How could you have not known I could fight? It took my whole soul to show that. Like, dude, so, I'm an Olympian. You know, I think, uh, <laughs> I just got to continue that and make sure that people uh, recognize that, yeah, now I can fight, but I need to win and I need, and I need to win uh, clearly. How many stitches did you receive and how long was it before you can actually take contact again? Oh, hello. 20 to 22. Yeah. Did you, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I received 22, 20, 22 stitches, but they, um, they, they hooked it up because they did the stitching, but then they also did the glue stitching over it to make sure, um, you know, it, it cleared up nicely. Cause when I got there, I was like, Hey, I know you guys are used to boxers and stitches and stuff, but, um, my face makes me a lot of money and I can't afford here. to, uh, yeah. have this scar. So I'm I sorry. There, I was there that night uh, of your fight, and I was in the media room, and French on Cruz um, was there, and there was a, a handful of women who were talking about you and how concerned they were for you and how proud they were that you actually lasted as long as you did with that cut. How important is the sorority and women's boxing for you, and how has it changed over the years? Um, it, it's, it's changed a lot over the years. It's, it's, I think the most important thing with women's boxing right now, um, for me and for everybody, regardless if everybody has their, so many people have their history and their controversy and their rivalries, but, um, it, it's, it's changed over the years 
both positive and negative because women's boxing wasn't where it is now. So I think now people are starting to be more competitive in the way of, oh, I don't want you to do good. I only want me to do good. And everybody wants to be the Ronda Rousey of boxing. And what they, a lot of women in our, this generation don't understand that there's not a Ronda Rousey of boxing. We're going to have to, there's going to have to be a lot of us and we're going to have to respect each other and support each other in order to become better as to become a respected sport and to earn the money that the guys make and to be, you know, on pay-per-view and to become um, bigger than we are. And a lot of us are starting to understand that. And it's it's becoming um, a, a really good thing as far as even with me, it's like, well, I don't really like you, but I do support you. And I've gotten that in return from a lot of girls that at the beginning, they're like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really like her. And, you know, I don't really like her, even if they didn't know me, but they still now are giving a lot of respect because I think we're starting to understand that we need to stick together further. Uh, speaking of support, you have a good support system at home. Uh, you have a little one that you take care of. And uh, this, obviously, 2020 for all of us in the industry has put breaks on all of us as far as work, as far I'm sorry, as... sorry, I can't. Uh, did we lose her? There's Sky. Hey, Sky. Okay, I think we lost her. She'll be back here. But um, once she gets back in and out, you know, <clears throat> Cece, I want to talk to her about, um, you know, having small children in this industry. Uh, I know for me, even as I, I'm getting ready to start traveling again, starting tomorrow, uh, this pandemic, even though it slowed my work down, it was able to allow me to slow down and mm -hmm. reunite with my children every day, something that I was really severely lacking and missing because my children, they understand that dad has to go to Vegas every 10 days and, you know, yeah. in LA and it's very difficult and you as well. I mean, you started going back to USC before I did, but uh, there she is. Okay, yeah, sorry, it's the, it's the okay. internet connection here. I apologize. Oh, sorry, okay. No, that's okay. I was just wanted to uh, talk about your support system at home. You have a young child, and the pandemic has slowed us all down. Man, <laughs> these hotels, the Wi-Fi yeah. in the hotels is really comical. You would think in 2020 they would have caught up, but from what I understand, they had to have, like, laid the foundation, like, as they were building the mm -hmm. hotels, and a lot of them don't want to go back and spend any more money, so sometimes you're just at the mercy, and so. Yeah. Well, anyway, CP, so so I, let's talk about it. I mean, you um, you won as well. You started going back to the UFC fights a little earlier, but um, for me, I, I, you know, I'm obviously uh, do stuff towards uh, more of, like, in-the-ring staff, so for me, it was a little bit different, but for you, you had to wait a little bit. I mean, they didn't have UFC fights for a while. How, how did that work out for you as far as your, your Well, for me, I made a choice that I'm not going to travel a lot um, at all. Actually, I stay uh, local in Las Vegas. And so that's a sacrifice because there's work that's happening out there that I have decided um, I would not benefit from. And so, you know, I think in the long term, it's better for me as a mom. Um, my role's a little bit different in terms of uh, my kids. Like I'm hands-on all the time. I think since February, I have been with them 
24-7 with the exception of the days when I have to go to the UFC bubble. And so the, my career has been impacted, but it hasn't really been hindered because of that choice because everybody's in the same boat. Correct. Correct. So, you know. And see, and that's why, months, you know. know. Um, but, yeah, and, and, again, it was a blessing in disguise. Obviously, I wouldn't have been on here with you guys uh, starting this wonderful podcast, which I'm very grateful for. And being able to interview these wonderful guests like, you know, Diofimo Lopez, uh, Marlon, Sulem, uh, and most of the Mayweather fighters, Leonard and whatnot. But like uh, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also scared. Like what she's going through right now, tomorrow I will have to start my bubble. Uh, but my bubble lasts three days and it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to watch The Shining and try to get that out of my juices. But I think that's how I'm going <laughs> to, you know, for the rest of the week. Like, you know, I got to take everything. I got my PS. I got my PS4 uh, packed up. I got my fire stick. Uh, you name it. I got it ready to go. And and I'll be doing my real estate work as well. But, you know, for her, uh, once she gets that test back, it's going to be a big sigh of relief. Uh, especially uh, since, you know, I was trying to ask her about the blue one because that's got to affect her going to the gym, going to wherever she's working out, knowing she has a young child at home, uh, and having to protect herself not only from from herself and other people, but her, her, her child. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a tough call. I mean, there are opportunities here for certain where I can go and visit some gyms or uh, be around fighters in some other um, set of circumstances, but I, you know, it's a risk. Do I want to, because we've been seeing some gyms um, popping up with multiple COVID tests. And so it's happening. It's not like it's something they're not in a bubble. We talked with, um, what did I talk with Kevin Holland, who's a UFC fighter. He's in Texas, which is like the Wild Wild West in terms that's of what I'm going to. man, between Texas and Florida, it's very COVID friendly. But yeah. uh, um, he was saying how I think it's two weeks, a month before the fight, they have to shut down. And so Marlon is back. There she is. Sorry. Yeah. Not yeah, okay. Your fault. I'm going to see if I can squeeze this question in real quick before it cuts you off again. You have a little one at home. Uh, you're a mom now, and that is your awesome support system. Uh, we have I've seen some wonderful pictures of already that you've taken um, with your child. There it is right there. It's beautiful, beautiful <laughs> picture. That's awesome. Yeah. How does that uh, change your uh, awareness of just normal things? I mean, look, I, I've been working. I mean, I'm not a professional boxer, but I have been in the gym working out for many years, and I'm going to be the first one to admit that it's not very clean. We don't really sit there and dis. You know, now we do. Like before, I even mess with the bag. I'm disinfecting everything before I even. Touch it. But before we never did, right? Our wraps we reuse and just stuff that we never had to think about. Now that you have that sweet child at home, are you more aware of what you're doing as far as you're working out? Your everyday plan to avoid all this stuff. I mean, tell us what you have to go through now because of that. No, definitely. Um, it's a lot. Um, first only at first, because I never had the whole, uh, mindset of a mom. I never was like, I want kids or I want a family. I was very, um, had the idea of kids were not for me. Uh, family, uh, you know, husband, it wasn't for me. Um, I just, you know, the lifestyle that I lived and the traveling and the things that I wanted to do, I just didn't see it in my future. So 
I was never that girl that was like, I can't wait to have kids. I can't wait to have a family. It was like, nope, not for me. (laughs) So so, uh, when my mindset changed, uh, my brother had passed away. And um, all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? Like, family's really important. And I really did start to, in a way, have baby fever. But it wasn't good for obviously boxing at the time I just signed I was on my fourth fight and um I also thought a lot about the fact that um uh Skylar Diggs does it um you know there's so many um Alex and Felix like there's so many big big uh athletes who do take breaks to have children and it's not frowned upon it's normal but in boxing because we're so behind and we're new it's like oh no you can't stop what you're doing it's gonna ruin your career and uh it's gonna look bad on women's boxing but then again it's like well i don't want little girls who are 10 years old now thinking man i'm never gonna be able to have family or have kids because that's just not the world I live in. So I really wanted to do it to, it was risky, but to also show that if you are in a good place in your life and I'm old enough, I was 30 when I, 29, when I decided to have a baby, that it's okay and it's not the end of the world and you can still box and you can still, you know, be successful. So given all that, I still didn't understand what was going to happen when I actually had the baby. <laughs> so I was like, wait. Like, wait, what, is, great. what do I do now? Yeah, what do I do? Yeah. yeah, it's like it sounded great. And then I'm like, oh, wait, like this is hard. But it's um, it's a different mindset. And it actually, um, I know people say, man, uh, you know, that it's the best decision I ever made and having a baby and you know, change my life. And it is that, but it's in a completely different way. I think from, from the reasons that people normally say it, it's, uh, it's brought, it's stabilized me a lot. You know, being a boxer, you have to be a little off, you know, I was, (laughs) you know, you have to be, um, and I really didn't have any, uh, I didn't have an anchor. I was boxing, 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 boxing. And that's really what saved my life and kept me going. Um, and now it's, if something goes wrong in the gym, I'm not racking my brain at night or depressed about it. It's like, Hey, I have a whole human that I need to take care of. And somebody that, um, I'm his whole world. So if I'm mad about something or I'm upset about the gym or this isn't going right, I can't go home and be mad at him. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's, it's those things where he's made me, um, a lot. He's made me so much happier, just in general, a happier person. He's uh, really humbled me a lot in the in understanding, like, um, you know, people's feelings and people operate a different way. And um, just because I don't understand something doesn't mean that uh, they're wrong. And I'm getting all that from my son, you know, like, hey, uh, he's his own person. He's uh, someone I have to look out for. So he's really um, changed just my outlook on life and then did bring the whole mom thing out of me that I didn't know exists. And I laugh <laughs> about it because my dad when, uh, came to my house and I was changing his diaper. I was getting him ready. And 
And my dad just was, my dad was looking at me weird. I was like, what? And he's like, I just never thought I'd see the day where you're a mom. Because I was just like grabbing all his, you know, tetas, his, like his milk and getting his diaper changed and everything. Like, and it was like, you know, being a mom. And he was just like, and I've heard it over and over from friends and family where it's just like, wow, like you're really uh, different but also in a good way. So it's, I disinfect everything. It's hand sanitizer every five minutes. It's like even guys at the gym, it's just like, hey, uh, be careful. Here's an hand sanitizer. And I do go in my mom mode. And um, it, it's, uh, it's something that I never thought I had in me. So having it now and just, you know, I just love him to death. Like I'll do anything for that kid. And he makes me fight better. Uh, he really does. He he it's not about me anymore and all my mm -hmm. life it's always been oh the marlene party you know what does marlene want what does marlene need it's like well i'm the boxer and this is what i want this is what i need this is and it's not like that anymore it's more it's like it's not the marlene party and i didn't realize that loving something more than i love myself uh, would make me a way better fighter and a way better person in general. So he's definitely yeah. been the best thing. I can um, relate to that story on a personal level. Anyone who's known me for a long time is in utter shock that I have children. Utter shock, I tell you. <laughs> and especially like more than one. Um, I'd always been the girl who said, I'm going to have a whole bunch of puppies in my house. <laughs> Didn't realize it was going to be two-legged uh, puppies in the house. But I think that... Um, you know, one thing that was resonating with me as a, a woman, and I understand there's a lot of reasons why people do and do not um, have children. Some are physical and some are emotional. I get it. I have felt that as a woman, as a mother, I have never understood how greatly I can love until I had children. There is another level that you go to of care and being present in this world when children are in your, in your life. You are in a life or death um, profession, um, especially after your last fight with it really, you could have had a much more severe skull injury uh, than you did. Do you think about that now a little bit more? You have all oh. these other opportunities. Unlike a lot of other female boxers, you're you're making money. You are a brand. Yeah, no, I do think about it a lot. And um, there's been times because, like you said, it's um, I didn't know how much I could love uh, anything or how much I, I could care for something uh, or somebody in in that way. So it did cross my mind a lot. Um, it's like, well it's not about me anymore. And what if something does happen to me or what if I do get hurt? Um, I don't want to uh, do anything that I, that, uh, that doesn't allow me to be there for him. But at the same time, it's also, I want him to understand that um, women uh, can do everything. So it's, it's, it's a choice, but either way, he's going to get the same. He's going to get the best out of me, whether I decide to stop boxing for, for him. Um, that's a choice for him. If I continue to box, it's still a choice for him because I want him to see 
um, you know, my mom did that or my mom, um, you know, she like later on, he'll understand and maybe, and you know, not maybe, but for sure have more respect for women in general. He is going to, he is coming from the Latin world yet. Yeah, now nah, he, he's second generation, but you know, he's bilingual, his dad's Cuban. And, um, I really just want him to, to think different and see that there's a lot of ways that women can operate and for me to be his mom and love him to death. And he sees that very soft part of me, but to also see like, um, Hey, like she, you know, she's a badass and she like literally goes in the ring and, and has fought for a very long time. Um, I, I think that that is what allows me to one, keep going in it and not be afraid of it. But two, it allows me to perform better because I'm, I'm just, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about if something happens to me, what happens to him? And I fight better because of it. And it gives me a lot more, it helps me see things a lot more and be a lot more careful, a lot, a lot less reckless than I would have been in the past because I know that what happens to me happens to him. And it, it's changed, but I definitely decided to go the direction of keep doing it, just do it smarter and, um, you know, try to show him that women and are capable of a lot more than um, than, a, than a lot of people think. I'm really just trying to have him have that different type of mindset and respect women as he moves forward in life as well. That's awesome. And we really appreciate that. She's a big component and a backer of that. She is uh, she loves and when we bring people on this show, it, uh, the time kind of gets away from us because we love to talk about other than the certain things that every other hundred interviews we're going to talk about this and that. We're different, right? We like to talk to you about the things that make people understand where you come from. You, We are all the same. We were once kids watching the Chavez fights with a Cardenasala going on in the back and, and our family around. Just how, why I now announce and that is why now you fight and that's why CC now follows and becomes number one on Instagram with her interview with the UFC. That's just the way she rolls, right? <laughs> but there is an elephant in the room. Uh, and I know you have another interview, so we do have to let you go, but we do need to talk about this. I live in Phoenix. Uh, another fighter here that is from the Phoenix area uh, is who you have the fight with here. Uh, she's very outspoken in the fact that uh, she wasn't impressed with uh, your last fight. Uh, and she has basically dared you to come at her and has dared you to brawl with her, she says that uh, for for her, her power is superior. Her boxing skills are superior, even though you are an Olympian. She was number one in Mexico for the longest time, and she feels that she is going to basically uh, beat you without a problem. How do you respond to that um, uh, with with those, those comments? Um, I to be honest with you, I I really want to take that serious. But I don't. It, it doesn't even get me upset, and I'm not. I'm not hard to piss off. <laughs> you know, if someone says something about me, you're very disrespectful. I'm big on respect, huge on respect. So because I've never had an issue with her, we like me and Sanisa had real issues. Like as people, we didn't like each other. Right. I don't have an issue with her. Um, if she has one with me, I don't know where it's coming from. I think maybe she might be just building the hype up for herself to be angry. But I can't take that serious because I don't even think that she believes that. 
Um, I think she's just saying it. And I just, given our history, given um, she could say she wasn't impressed by the fight, but she wasn't in the fight. And she could say she wasn't impressed with it, but I've never seen her fight with her skull open. So until she's done or been in that same scenario, or, oh, yeah, you're just, you're an Olympian, but I'm a better pro. It's like, okay, but you didn't go to the Olympics and you're, you're a better pro, but this is your biggest fight. So, and I'm your biggest fight. So it's like, I don't think a lot of the things that she's saying she believes, and I'm not insulted by them. I just think at the end of the day, like, um, okay, cool. So you're daring me to do what I do. Um, it's not like you're, and if it's, if we'd never fought before and it's like, oh, I dare her to come at me. And it's like, uh, but I have already and I won. So I don't think that a lot of it makes sense to me of why she's saying those things. So it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I think we, we have a plan in place. Uh, our plan is definitely to, to go forward. I do want to beat her at what she thinks she's great at. Um, and I really just want to, you know, see what she's, what she, see what, see what she really is thinking and doing. Um, I think she uh, also with, with all that, I already have the rap of, you know, being the, there's always the good and good versus evil. And she's supposed to be the good and I'm supposed to be the evil. And, and that's the role I've been taking on and I'm okay with it. Uh, because it makes for more exciting fights and a lot more of opportunities. Um, I just, I just don't, uh, think that she's being honest about, about it. So we'll find out. I just can't take it serious. I just can't take it serious. I just can't. Well, I'm gonna let CC close this out for you. It was a pleasure meeting you. I'm sure I'll meet you down the road again. Uh, I'll be watching a fight from my bubble in San Antonio. I'm not missing this fight. I wish you guys both the best of luck. And may the best woman win. Cece, take it from here. Yeah, it's going to be an Thank incredible you. fight. It's an, and it's an important fight for women's boxing as well. And so Friday night, uh, <clears throat> October 30th on DAZN, get your subscription bag or get you a code that you can hold for tonight. Yeah. Um, you do <laughs> want to watch this fight. So we've been talking with Marlana Spaza. She has to go. Still, you're still cutting weight. Are you there? I'm pretty much there. Yeah, I'm about I'm about two pounds away, and I'm eating and everything. So right. I'm good to go. You'll be good. You'll be done by the end of the night. So thank yeah. you so much, Marlana. Look out for her CoverGirl uh, commercials and all the other ones that she's got going on. Anything you want to tease that you're involved with, Marlon, Before you go. And uh, now we're just working, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, going to have a huge uh, announcement soon, but obviously Nike, um, Nike and me are working on some really good stuff. Chobani, uh, we have, we have a, a good, a good few things. One I really, really want to tell, but it's going to be massive and, um, Come you know, back. really. Oh yeah. We're bring you guys back. <laughs> and, and, and I just really want everybody to just tune in and. Oh, man. Hey, we lost you for a quick second. You're back? Oh. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. All right. We'll, we'll let her go. We'll, we let, go. we'll, let, we'll let her go. She, 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 I know she has to go, but what I'm 
sure whatever it is you have to say, you're gonna have to come back and say it on here. So we'll have to bring her back, I guess. That's just yes. what you. Best right, of luck so to you. Thank you. Bye now. Well, I don't know, CC. I, 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 uh, I've never met her before. Uh, I've never, I've, I've known of her. Obviously, watched the fight, seen the massive cut, and I think that uh, it's going to be one hell of a fight. I mean, Slater is super pumped. Marlon's super ready. I mean, <clears throat> they both have. What's so weird is that um, they both have a lot of things in common as far as like, you know, in the sport. Uh, and, and unfortunately both of, of, they have lost a brother. Uh, so it kind of in a full circle brings them together, um, right. to me. And uh, I, of course I don't want to segue into that, but obviously, I mean, they do have a lot of things in common that they probably didn't even realize. And, and they'll, they'll those forces will, will meet and collide on Friday. And man, as soon as my weigh-in's over and I get my um, dinner delivered to my room <laughs> and, uh, for the most part, after these boxers fight or fighters fight, beef is squash. A little hey bit guys. different with Marlon. Hey, hold on a second. A little bit different between Marlon and Sinisa because they really don't like each other. And, of course, Marlon was split open so she couldn't come back and address anything that was being said. I get a feeling, though, that these two, Sulem and uh, Marlon, they – they may have a more amicable conversation after it's over. So Mike Dixon is in the house. Uh, what, what up, up Mike? Everybody. Hey, can I get a polo? Yes. Man. When you return back to Vegas after you leave the bubble. I'm but, being, I'm hey, hey, unfortunately, we were pressed for time. And great job, as always, guys. Um, I was running around trying to do my Adam Schefter thing for this fight and this fight coming up on Saturday. And on this card, it's exclusive. I'm not gonna reveal it till tomorrow until we have our interview with Michaela Meyer. But for now, just wanna let everybody know. Our friends- Why don't you just say, oh look, why don't you just say one part of it? I'm about to let, you let everybody know right now. For our friends in the boxing world. All right. um, thank you, Marlon. For and I just wanna say, at the Superbook, and for disclaimer purposes, I have to say this, okay? These are hypothetical lines for Marlon and Suleen. As of Friday, this will be an actual pick'em fight from the Las Vegas oddsmakers. However, Suleen is a slight favorite in this fight because of more fights and experience. But everything was determined based upon uh, previous opponents, matchups, bouts, thinkings, and everything. So this can go either way on the betting side. So I think that's huge. But for Michaela Meyer, Michaela Meyer, who we will have. I do not want to miss this tomorrow. I am like Roger Goodell with the number one overall pick. This card tomorrow at 1 p.m. It may not come. I just I'm gonna just leave that. Anyways, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's a, a pick and fight between Sulem and uh, Marlon? <sighs> Listen, know. listen, <laughs> they they both have their strengths. Um Sulem is tough. Sulem is, is just as equally as tough as Marlon. Um, I think that uh it's just gonna be a good fight, man. You know, like like I said yesterday when we had Sulem on here, Sulem seems so focused, so ready, 
uh, ready for the moment. Uh, Marlena has been here already. She's in the moment now, whether that will be the difference or not, we'll see, but she's already here. She's got other things going on. You know, maybe that's a distraction. Who knows? I just know that on Friday, I'll be sitting there in my uh, PJs with my delivered dinner and my 32-ounce glass of water to hydrate for the fight the next day. You got to make way. Hey, them damn lights, man. I tell you, people don't understand. Them lights come down and, woo-wee, I get a tan just from being in there, man. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be the sleeper fight of the whole car, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be uh, uh, an unbelievable strength of – I mean, they both have the same pedigree as far as, like, the training. Andy Soto, Sulem's training, is an Olympic coach. That Their whole pedigree is building Olympic fighters. Sulem's brother was one of the best fighters in the nation based on that same type of training, you know. Uh, as far as it has that training, she's been through that. She's got the AIBA championships. She's got the London experience. Like, man, this is going to be crazy. You take yeah. number one in Mexico for the longest time. You, then you take an AI, a, a AIBA champion. And three years down the road, you just squash them together. It's like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Ooh, I can't Ooh. wait. Damn, he got me fired up. He's he yeah. said nothing. It's going to be insane. Friday night, Saturday night, yeah. Halloween night in Las Vegas, and then we have UNLV playing. Like, and then following Sunday, Raiders on the road against Cleveland as plus three and a half under. Wait, 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 Mike. Man, we we still ain't heard from CC yet. I know. I, um, hmm. It is a pick em for me. Um, here's what it's going to come down to is that I think Marlon has been through the fire. Uh, she had to fight with her skull exposed. And the only way you know how to get out of something like that is to be in it. And if it's a war, I think Marlon has had the experience to fight in a war at that level. I think skill for skill, it's really even for me. I, I know, I know Salem talks about, um, you know, being a, having more pro skills, but I think they have the same type of pedigree in terms of being, a, being ready to fight as a pro. Difference is going to be level of competition and, and what they've seen before and, and how well they can adjust. Um, and I also think conditioning is going to pay, play a part in this fight. Women only fight two-minute rounds, uh, so it's going to go pretty quickly. And uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it's a pick em, but I'm kind of leaning to Marlon. Kind of. Yeah. Just, just because. Cece, I, I need to jump in and tell you something, too. Um, I'm going to, from my contacts over at the sports books, and this is something we need to make a change with in women's boxings. And I actually, I talked to them about this and you alluded to about the two minute rounds, right? And they, the reason they say they don't put women's boxing on the, the lines of the odds is because it's two minutes round, two minute rounds. If that's the case, what are we going to do about that? You just have to just pick a side or no over and under because the round talks, but sports books need to find a way to adjust that because women's have two minute rounds. Like, I think it's kind of like, the sports books can make the adjustment easier than boxing can make adjustments. So that's just nonsense. It's just them not wanting to do it. But I think one way for the sanctioning bodies to get women two, three minute rounds is to make the championship fights three minute rounds. So that way you can build up to it and get the pool ready. 
I agree. I was about to say that too. I was like, what does it look like for me to tell uh, the commissions and sanctions, everybody who put this together, like, hey, hey, yeah, make a three minutes run so we can better. No, that's not going to happen. It's been going on like that for Well, Layla McCarter, who was signed with Mayweather for a while, she has sparred three minute rounds her whole career. That is why she is multiple time champion and she's been around the sport. Damn it, it feels like since I was a kid. Um, she spars guys and spars three minute rounds because she says, if I spar three minute rounds all my life, the two minute rounds seem like uh, 30 seconds. That's what she's always been able to do well. But she is a pro she is uh, in favor of three minute rounds. She's asked for it many a times uh, in public, in private, to everybody that would listen. She is uh, a big favor of three minute rounds because, you know, you don't really get to see a fighter get broke down. You got to move fast. That's why CC's saying this thing from the get go is going to be fire. I don't see them even messing around at all. I yeah. see him going forward. I see Merlin either staying back and countering or making her charge, and it's just going to be lit. That's just, that's that's all. I mean, that's that's yeah. where I'm at. Both are scrappy fighters, and I think mm -hmm. it's going to be tough. it's going to be a dog fight, man. And we already yeah. know they're tough. They, they bang harder than some of these guys. I know most people might not agree with that, but no, I seen these women fight. You seen her last fight? Forehead, man. Hey, before um, we gotta thank um, uh, Marlene's publicist. Yes, and, uh, Bianca. Thank you, Bianca, and thank you, Jeremy Long, behind the boards, always holding it down. And be on the lookout for TBH coming up at six thirty p.m. The That's black, black hole. hole. That's right. Like That's coming up today, huh? Okay. Let's choose. Yeah. I know Jordan, my days are so. Like always putting together a great show. But tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm sorry, tomorrow, we're at a different time. We're at one o'clock tomorrow, Pacific time. Who do you guys have on tomorrow? Michaela Meyer. Oh, you got Michaela tomorrow? Okay. Yeah, Michaela wow. tomorrow. Yeah. Days now. I'm jealous of Wednesday. I'm going to call Mike Tyson. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just kidding. Huh? Uh, we we might reveal this during the press conference, and we did get the... Uh, Validation. I have it here on my phone. Okay. This is just for show you guys. I'm working it like Adam Schefter over here. We cover up his phone number. This is Jay from the Westgate Superbook. Can you guys oh, see yeah. it? Is anyone it else confused by what Mike is talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, no. The exclusive for Jay, the. Uh, Mike is pushing the bets because nobody else has a line on these fights except oh. him. Yeah. So he, he's getting exclusive. He literally was there, and he said, hey, make me a line for this fight right now. And they made it for him. That's how much pull this man. Ralph was on the phone with me while I was there. We yeah. took the photo because, you know, gotcha. this, 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 scary, you know what, it's here, not going to come to a shock to some. However, just... Uh, listen, I feel like I'm going to try to see it now. Are we doing Friday? Because I'm going to be like all over the place. Are we taking a break on Friday? Or you want to roll? Wait, no, we're going to take a break on Friday because okay. you're going to be uh, doing yeah. what you do. So we had Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for you this okay. week. And, I do uh, believe I will be going on the YouTube stream. I got Ladarius Memphis Miller fight. We're going to be pushing out on the Showtime ooh. stream. So, so that's going to be really good. Um, look out for the uh, Pro Grays Juan Heraldis fight. I'm telling you right now, we weren't able to get him on the show. We had him scheduled. He had to get into extra training camp. 
That's going to be fire. Guys, if you're watching, look, there's going to be all kinds of boxing on uh, Halloween night. We got a card in London uh, mm -hmm. with uh, Queensberry, I believe. Uh, we have Chisora fight, right? Chisora fight. That, yeah. that fight's going on. Then mm -hmm. we have the Inouye fight uh, in the bubble. Then we have mm -hmm. our fight. But hey, the you monster. Follow, you, you, you follow uh, levels, so you know where to turn into. Support my, my gig, uh, Showtime. You can catch those other ones on tape delay. Javante Davis, Leo Santa Cruz. I'm going to go out on the limb right now before we cut this show off. I'm going to tell you right now, Javante Tank Davis, eight-round stoppage. Wow. Leo Santa Cruz. All right. Put a house payment on it right now. That's big. Look at, look at bro's face right now. That, I'm just, look. That I'm just, I got look. That's Tank is already... Tank is already four days ago when I did this interview at 135. He's already there. He's not drained. He's not dying on the scale. The dude is ready. He's focused. Floyd is right there. Calvin's in his face. Eight-round knockout, man. And like my friend Raging Babe said, I said what I said. <laughs> what I said. I will be hosting a Halloween party for my two kids in the background. So nice. we're gonna be like, oh man, I got the mummies and the ghosts and the snacks nice. and nice. ginger beer. Oh yes, child, ginger beer. Which well, witches brew is uh what we're calling it for them. I gotta go pick up some um dry ice, but I will. Have hey. Is your hair Look, we got tricks and treats at Cece's house. Make sure that hair is on point. Man, hair, it's just gonna be me and the children. I ain't got to do my hair. They don't care. You're gonna be you're gonna be Bob for Apple. You're gonna turn it off. We are doing Bob for Apples. They're each gonna have their own little bin though. Cause it was like that's the nastiest stuff ever. But if you got your own bin, you oh can my go god, ahead. those are your children. They don't care. The little girl ain't with that. She's not trying to like share oh. spit with, with her brother. She said that's just nasty. So I gotta get her own thing. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. But hey, uh, for Jeremy Long, I am Cassandra Cousineau, your girl, the sports nista. He is Ralph Velez, Ramblin' Ralph, and he is Mike Dixon of Vegas Sports Daily. We're going to see y'all again tomorrow. Stay out of trouble. Turn it up.